1: Welcome to the Following On Podcast. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at day three of the third test match between Pakistan and England, a day where Harmy's prediction after day two almost came scarily close to perfection. Uh, Still a bit to do for England though, uh, but surely a 3-0 series win is only an hour or so of play away. You're listening to the Following On Podcast. Well, if you're listening to the show by now, you no doubt know it. At one stage, uh, with Pakistan uh, edging towards 150, just three wickets down, a lead of about 110, uh, it looked like we were going to be set for uh, one of those classic run chases late on day four, maybe even stretching into day five. Babar Azam at the crease alongside uh, Shaquille, looking set. Um, uh, with uh, Pakistan overcoming a wobble, losing three wickets for just one run. 53 without loss became 54 for three, but they'd recovered. And then belatedly, some would say, Ben Stokes threw the ball to uh, Raheem Ahmed in the 51st over. And in a blink of an eye, he was walking off the field with a ball in the air and uh, celebrating his first Uh, Five for for 48. Pakistan bowled out for 216, a victory target of 167 for England. And they said about it like they wanted to win it tonight. Uh, They needed to go at about about 10 and over. They managed eight um, before Zach Crawley was uh, given out leg before for 41. Ahmed made an an appearance, not carrying drinks, but batting at three. Hit two fours and then was out for 10 and then Ben Stokes and uh, Ben Duckett t- saw it through to the close. England, well, they need 55 to win on day four in Karachi to take the game and take the series. 112 for two at stubs, and plenty to discuss here on the following on Podcast. Story of the day. So, Harvey, uh, wow, what a day. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Ray and Ahmed first and foremost. Um, you know, Ben Stokes has got a hell of a lot right, and we're not going to slam him for it, but... Do you think he left? Uh, do you think he'll feel that he possibly left Ramez Ahmed um, a little longer than possibly he 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 could have done? We we could he could be over by now if he bowled earlier than the fifty-first over.
0: Yeah, the prediction was they were going to chase one hundred and twenty. You could argue that that possibly would have been the case if you had brought him on earlier. I could understand what when I was watching and Nasser and Mike Aston were talking about it on commentary about bringing him in, and there was a lot of clamour for him and. I think there was a, a window just before lunch that he could have brought him on, um, but I can understand what Ben was trying to do. I think Ben was keeping on his sleeve that if this partnership gets broken, I then bring him into the game with obviously the left-handers and in play. Um, he brought, if you remember in the first innings, he brought him on before lunch, and Baba sort of dealt with him, didn't he? He yeah, he put pressure on him, so he's gone on to lunch you know, with his head down a little bit. And I just wonder if Ben Stokes had that in mind and thinking we're going to have to keep an eye on the runs because we are, the pitch is going to be turning. We're going to have to keep an eye on, obviously, how many Pakistan get. Um, And I just wonder, it'd be interesting to hear what Ben's comments are about that decision. It wouldn't surprise me if he thought, I was just waiting to get a wicket. If I got a wicket, I was going to bring him on. But at the time, I didn't feel as though it was right to, to expose him in that way. Um, and what happens Penn decided that he was going to bowl himself and got it swing and just after lunch um, and I think he it looked as though it was like well it 's now and never for for the young man to come on um and he got the prize wicket of Baba Razam probably the worst ball bowl he bowled um and then he never looked back after that he was fantastic he was absolutely brilliant the spring and he 's got his step the enthusiasm he 's got for the game he's when the camera's on him and he's in the field, he's always giving himself a good talking to. He uses a huge amount of energy. Um, Reminds me, reminds me a little bit the way his body language is and the way he's around and Murley, when Murley's, he's always bouncing. When Murley was on the field, he was always bouncing around and it it felt as though he was having a game with himself in the game when he was in the field, just to keep him, you know, his mind active and, and, and taking over. So, yeah, I, yeah, what a debut it's been for him. You had a little bit of fun at the end there. Um, but the boy's got skills. It's going to be interesting how England use him from now till, what is it, next November when we go to India. There's a lot of test matches, a lot of big cricket to be played in between. And you've got a 19-year-old who's got five for a debut. What you do with him from now on in, that is going to be very, very, yeah, it's going to be critical in his development.
1: I tell you what, we've seen some incredible sights this series. We've seen some incredible sights this uh, this calendar year. But, you know, watching Raheem Ahmed, Raheem Ahmed walk off with the ball in the in the air. I mean, Pakistan, he came up to buy the 51st over, okay? They only lasted another 23 overs after that. Mm. It was such a quick turnaround. Kind of seen this from Pakistan a little bit. Once Baba Razam goes, it wheels kind of fall off a little bit. But Looking through the, run, the 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 England team, let's figure out all the players that aren't even in there at the moment. You know, Johnny said to come back. James Anderson, of course, didn't play this one. Will Jacks, what an impact he had. I was watching the highlights from uh, one of the test matches from the summer. I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot Matt Potts. Mm-hmm. You know, what an introduction he had. Um, Jamie Overton, of course, and he called a century uh, on debut. He's, they're not broad. even playing.
0: Broad's so not playing. Broad. well Archer.
1: Archer, of course, is due to come back possibly uh, at the end of January in a series that we're covering on TalkSport in South Africa. Let's move all of those to one side for a second. You look through this 11, Zach Crawley, his stock has risen under the Stokes-McCullum regime. Mm. Ben Duckett, his stock has risen. Ollie Pope, number three, stock has risen. Harry Brooke, his stock couldn't have risen any any further. Uh, Stokes, as a captain, stock has risen um ben folks risen ray and ahmed you know most people hadn't even heard of him a month ago mm. mark wood of course ollie robinson i think this is this is his defining this is his coming yeah. of age series um mm. and even jack leach i mean with what a turnaround when when you consider where we were when we were com- commentating on the west indies series and you go through the scorecard and apart from joe rue everybody's having a bit of a stinker Bowlers mm. aside how has it come to
0: this? Yeah, and it's, uh, Pakistan are probably exactly where England were when you talk about that, you know, from, from in the West Indies. Um, it's been a huge turnaround. You know, the the, where the decision-making for me is, I've always been of this uh, sort of an opinion that if you, if you think positively and your actions are positive, you get little things going your, go your way. And I think what, what England have done since McCullum and Stokes have come together through Rob Key, they've basically said, right, we're going to put the ultimate pressure on the opposition. And if they're not good enough or if they've got any sort of you know, deficiencies, we'll, we'll capitalise on that. Um, and England have done that. They've put the pressure firmly back in the opposition's court every time. You know, At the start of the summer, it was like, no, nah, you can't play like this all summer. And then it was, oh, it would be different against India, in, against top quality Spain. No, nah, you can't play like that against, you know, Nokia, Robada, um, Nangidi. And then we got to Pakistan and it's, now nah, you're not, you're going to be able to play like that, like that on these wickets. You can't score that runway on these wickets. And it's like, well, we're going to, we're going to have a go at it. And if you're not good enough, which Pakistan haven't been. For, for all England have been brilliant. I don't want to put any sort of cold water on England. Pakistan have been terrible. They're a shocking side. They're really, really poor. But they've been made to look poor because of how well England's played and the mindset that England's given off is we're going out, even tonight. We're going to win the game. You know, they'll have been talking at they've been talking in Innsbruck. Right. We need ten and, well, we need ten and over. Let's go and win it tonight. Let's go and win it tonight. Ahmed comes up the order. Stokes comes in. All these decisions are telling the team in the opposition dressing room that we are so much better than you, and we are going to put you under the ultimate pressure. It's like it's like in football, Man City and Liverpool—the pressing game that the player—it's relentless. They get at you, they get at you, they get at you, and then all of a sudden, one little crack, and we're in. And that, for me, is what this this England team has been very, very good at. They've played on three absolute, you know, feather bed of wickets, dope style wickets. And to get 20 wickets, and that's the biggest thing for me. You know, England have always been able, the biggest problem England have ever had, or England have, sorry, of England have had in the last sort of 10 years is that getting wickets away from home, 20 wickets away from home. Even with a great Bro Anderson, we've never been able to get 20 wickets away from home. It's been such a, such a problem for, for English cricket. We can win at home, we can give us the Duke ball, we can give us overhead conditions, we can win at home. How do we win away from home? Well, now we're putting pressure on the opposition by being relentless with our, more with the bat. What, what that does is because we score so quickly and put the opposition on the back foot, any little chinks in the armoury go in your favour when you're thinking and, you know, your actions are positive. And that, for me, has been the biggest turnaround in the England cricket team. Talk about names, talk about performances, but everything is a collective unit seems to be simple about putting pressure back on the opposition dressing room. And it's worked so, so well for what, nearly a year now.
1: Yeah. And that, you know, at the end of this series, we'll look back at some key moments and some individual successes. But I think if you're going to be looking at one defining session or one defining moment, it was the way England went at Pakistan in that first test in that first Mm. morning, 14 runs from the first over, I think. You know, 170-odd, was it, in the first session of play? I mean, I said that out loud, but that can't be true. Let me just check. Yeah, 174 runs in the first session. From That wasn't a 35-over session, by the way. 27 overs. Um, and one of the guys who helped get England up and running was Ben Duckett, who hadn't played for England in test matches for five years. You know, and such has been the success in this series. It's almost been forgotten. Ben Duckett, his scores: hundred and seven, second innings duck trying to score quickly, sixty-three to seventy-nine at Multan, twenty-six in the first innings in Karachi, and he's got another fifty not out. You know, and he he could be there tomorrow hitting the winning runs. Who knows? But you know, back in the day, it was rare to have one batter per per series actually making a success, and and those successes would really be boom and bust. But the consistency. And the approach from Duckett, um, is just as it 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 just says everything. You know, one of the things I found really interesting with Stokes was, and he wasn't ever going to come out and bag anyone or pie them, but you know, he's been within the dressing room for a number of years. So when he became captain, he would know which players in that dressing room he backed. Mm. You know, you just have to look at the players that aren't in the side anymore. You know, we don't need to name names, but we can look at the players that are in the side, you know, and some of them, you wouldn't necessarily have backed a Stokes kind of player. But he obviously identifies in people what something about them, which is worth persevering with. You know, Jack Leach, for instance, you know, those three wickets today uh, for just one run. Um, Ben Folkes. you know, we know about Mark Wood and his Mm -hmm. relationship with Mark Wood. You know when he's captain England in that game against West Indies in 2020, and he basically was part of the decision-making panel to drop Stuart Broad, bring in Mark Wood. Didn't pay off, but he he backed him right. Mm. Um, and and it's similar. You look through the England side, Crawley, everybody. You could not move for people saying that Crawley should be dropped during the summer, mm. but he he identified in Crawley something through sharing a dressing room with him, Ollie Pope. You couldn't move for people saying Ollie Pope shouldn't be batting at three.
0: The biggest example from that one is Ollie Robinson.
1: Ollie Robinson. He was the one,
0: he's the one who's gone to Ollie Robinson and said, Mike, you've got so much talent. Just get fit. Go and get fit. Give this a go for four or five years. We'll make you a rich man. But at the minute, we can't pick you because you're an absolute shambles. Your coaches are telling you you were an absolute shambles in Australia. Now, Stokes has gone to him. I'm captain. I want you in my team, but well, you've got to get fit. And what's Ollie Robinson done? He's gone and getting himself fit and largely down to Robinson's got a huge part of playing why Pakistan are going to be 3 0 down. And that for me, you know, we can talk about batsmen getting runs. We are batsmen getting runs. You don't win games if you can't get 20 wickets away from home. And England's problem for for years has been. We can't win the Ashes away because we can't get we can't get twenty wickets away from home on good pitches, even with a great Ron Anderson. We've just getting twenty wickets three times against that. Yeah, fair enough, an average Pakistan side, but on an abs- on shirt fronts, absolute belters when it comes to from a batting point of view. You you, as much as they're slow and they're low and they've turned a little bit, there's been no menace in these wickets whatsoever. Um, Ollie Robinson has been, not turned a corner. It's ridiculous how, you know, literally 360 that, that, that lads come from being ridiculed in Australia, to leading in the attack. He has, he's led the attack for this, him and Jimmy Anderson in this series. So, and that was Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes went to Robinson and said, go and get fit and I'll pick you. But I can't pick you the way you are. And after three games, three, four test matches, and I can't remember how many Matt Potts played. Everybody's gone, you know, how well Potts has done. He got left out all of a sudden. And everybody questioned, a lot of people questioned, including myself, why has he brought Ali Robinson back? We've just just slagged him off. We've just said he's he's unprofessional. And Ali Robinson has not looked back from the mate. He's walked back in that dressing room. He's fit. Puts, he's always put the ball in decent areas. He's durable, he's skillful. And he is, for me, he's going to keep Stuart Broad out of this team. And that, for me, is the biggest compliment I can pick because Stuart Broad... He's still a fine, fine bowler. But for me, he's behind Ole Robinson now because of, of what Robinson's done um, since he's come back into this side. Moment of the day. Plenty of moments today, but there was a sad
1: one as well. Um, I mean, it sounds a bit strange saying that as an English fan, but not the way you wanted to see Ali bow out. From all accounts, a brilliant guy. He's given a lot to cricket. Um, he's given a lot to Pakistani cricket. Uh, I was listening to Baba Azam saying that when he came into the dressing room, Azar Ali was one of the guys that really made him feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, we know how dysfunctional the Pakistani uh, dressing room um, and the entourage that surrounds it, the management, we know how dysfunctional that can be. Um, it was a, a pivotal moment in the game. Jack Leach taking three wickets for one run. But even the most hard-hearted, one-eyed English fan, wouldn't have uh, minded if Azur Ali had got off the mark and scored a few today.
0: Yeah, it's, he seems to be one of the good guys of the game. And to play a 97 Test match, is it number three? I think he's got, what has he got, seven and, a, seven and a bit thousand runs, but I think he's got five and a half thousand of them at number three. That's, that's hats off. That's, that's proper stuff. I think there's only Eunice Khan come anywhere close to him from an average point of view, um, batting at number three. So yeah, he, You just—you looked at the England players' reaction at the end of it. It was—it was a reaction of a of a good guy, you know, as somebody who has played a bit of county cricket for various teams, um, who's had a wonderful career. Um, Can you imagine David Warner going off at the end of the Ashes? Can you imagine what the England players will be doing there? I don't think they'll be high-fiving them and giving them a hug to just sort of help him off the off the um, off the pitch at the Oval if he gets that far. I think there was a sign and a mark of respect from the England players. shows you what a decent guy Ali is and what a wonderful career he has. To shame he didn't get any runs, um, but you know, unfortunately that's just the game of cricket we love and we play. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and
1: still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. To book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, then, Harmy. At what time exactly will England wrap up victory on day four?
0: Um, I would say at about five forty-five. I think it's going to take forty-five minutes in the morning. What? It's not going to take forty-five minutes. Yeah. What's that? Eight. What's that? Eight overs. They'll ball they'll ball eight overs, 45 minutes, they'll ball C. Okay, so you're minutes.
1: saying you're saying 545. I'm gonna say 532.
0: Okay, 545. I'm going with that because there'll be they are gonna waste some time. There's gonna be ball flying to all parts. Um <laughs> is there gonna be a sting in the tail though? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not saying no. that Pakistan are gonna win, but is there gonna be a sting in the tail if if England come out a little bit, sort of, not complacent, but too crash-bang-wallop, and all of a sudden they lose two or three wickets in a short period of time for the first 10 runs, then all of a sudden, you know, would there be a little bit of a, a murmur and addressing dressing room? I don't think so. But this Pakistan side, look, as though they looked beat before they came out for that fourth innings. Um, but I think it'll be 45 minutes in the morning.
1: All right, we shall see. Uh, the Cricket Collective will be back following play at uh, day four in Karachi uh, we will find out will England win at 5.32 or 5.45 UK uh, What well, you find out in the morning thanks for joining us here on the following on podcast